welcome to Behind the Bites. Episode three. Episode number three. Yeah. We, we made it to three of us. Yeah, and we're going really fast. Like, first episode, we didn't have any guests. Yeah. Second episode, there was a part-time guest. Right, and now we have a, a full-time guest, a full -time guest for the entirety, entirety of the... Whoever knows how many minutes we're going to be doing this for. So, Mike, do you want to sort of just do a quick intro for... Sure. Bavishia? I can't pronounce your name, man. <laughs> so you can start with, yeah, Bavishia, but Bavishia. you can call me B. Okay. That's easier. B. Bavishia is here. I'm sorry, and you're from techview.me. That's right. Exactly, and thanks for joining us Thank today. Thank you for having me. Uh, we um, actually only met last night, but I know that you and Abbas go back yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've been for a while, and you know, I respect his opinions. I think he's um, one of the guys who's very switched on as far as tech is concerned. Thank you. Um, and I kind of, you know what, I kind of, I think he's very good at a level where... I remember having conversations with him on Android versus iOS a few years ago. I was on the iOS camp. He was in, on the Android camp. <laughs> and then, you know what? He actually tried Apple. He made, you know, he's not one of those guys who's just going to say no for the sure. sake of saying no. He went ahead. He tried iOS. And you've been using iOS for the last Yeah, I've actually years. switched over to the entire ecosystem. Yeah. Apple Watch, and I respect MacBook. That. And I seriously respect that. You've actually went and looked at it. It's not, you know, you're not dismissing it like a lot of other people just right. can. Yeah. Do, so, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, respect to you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, excellent. So I think today uh, we've got quite a few things to get through, actually, but I think the, the sort of topic at the, at the top, um, we're going to look at smartwatches. Yeah. And I think there's a bit of news that's come out over the last week regarding that. Mm -hmm. um, and really just to get everybody's opinion on how we think smartwatches are going, what they look like for 2017 or in the future, and whether we all actually think that they're useful in tech. Yeah. Um, so I think perhaps the first story to touch on is uh, something that uh, The Verge ran. Um, and I, I suppose several other outlets um, about Motorola planning on not doing a follow-up to the Moto 360. That's um, a shame, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that I, is I, one I, of my favorite yeah. Android Wear watches. I, I never had the second version, but I had the first one, and I right. enjoyed I did, it. I did, I did as well. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was one of the better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, smartwatches mm. came out round, even though they had that bump at yeah. the bottom. Yeah, the flat tire. Yeah, the flat tire. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. funny because it was such a Gen One product when you looked at it. Yeah. Like you look at it now, and you're like, yeah, okay, that looks yeah. like my first smartwatch. But at the time, it was futuristic because you said it's round. And even with that little flat tire thing, it still felt right compared to whatever else was available. Agreed, the yeah. Samsung offerings at the time were a little bit basic and running Tizen, um, or some version of Tizen at the... I don't, was it actually they're Tizen? Still, yeah, they're still running right, Tizen, yeah. and uh, they've improved considerably over yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, the S3 especially. came out. The S3 recently yeah. came out, yeah. 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 yeah, we're still waiting to review that, but I, I'm actually... We had a look at IFA right. uh, when we were there, and it looked, uh, it looked promising, it if, looked if nice. not enormous. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, it's interesting that Motorola said, and I think in the article they mentioned that they're just not seeing the kind of growth that they expected on a year-on-year -year basis. So, I mean, if that's telling, I, I don't know whether that'll go into other um, other manufacturers like LG or even Apple to a certain extent. I, mean, I think my greatest challenge with Apple, well, any kind of smartwatches really, has been to find that killer use case, mm -hmm. you know? Right now, they sit at $300, $400 notification centers. Mm -hmm. um, when I travel, I use them a lot because it's great to have my time automatically update to home time and local time. Mm -hmm. And apart from that, there are a few actions, like I can find my boarding time and the likes when I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, I would love a watch where it's somehow 3G enabled, okay. uh, Bluetooth, local storage maybe, and not like 15, 12 millimeters thick. Yeah. Um, okay. So where it's a complete replacement for my phone and I don't need to carry that. So that's one use case I can think of. Okay. And they're not there yet. But don't you think like, okay, so as far as phones are concerned, at least I've found myself gravitating towards larger screens over the last few years. 
and watch sort of going back to that very small tiny screen as a complete replacement for your mobile device. Right. I'm not sure I'm ready for it, maybe some other people are, but uh, I'm not necessarily ready for going back to a very small screen. Problem notifications, I don't know, maybe something changes over the few next few years or whatever, yeah. but just purely on my side, I don't think I'm ready for it. I noticed that both of you are wearing Apple Watch today. Yeah. Uh, I've got one as well, but I'm not wearing one. In fact, I, I've, uh, Mine is only on to tell me the time because I'm currently running an Android phone, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so I mean, that's what I wanted to know. What do you guys use the watch most for? Yeah. I mean, you know, what is your number one? use for the watch sure i mean for me it's it's time i mean notifications when i am on an iphone okay um i have weather i have it set to one of those settings that has all sorts of stuff so calendar i've got time in london because the other magazine runs in london um what i wanted to, to say actually just briefly is i feel the trajectory of the smartphone kind of mirrors what's happened with tablets previously where people will purchase one and then not really bother to upgrade Right. As a result, smartphones or smartphones? Uh, smart, uh, smart, smart watches, smart watches with, tablets, right. with tablets. Obviously, that happened over a longer period of time with tablets, particularly the iPad. Yeah. And people are now like, "Well, I've got an iPad. I don't need another one because all yeah. I do is watch Netflix on it." You find same with a smart smartwatch. You're like, "Oh, well, I've got this thing that like I'm perfect example mm -hmm. of that." Didn't feel the need to get a second Apple Watch because the one that I have is perfectly serviceable. Like it does everything that I need, particularly now that it's upgraded the operating system and it actually is functional yeah, and, which is, yeah, and it's does a good, good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe that's what we're seeing and why companies like Motorola are perhaps deciding to take a step back. Because okay. like we have a we have a watch, why do we need another one when people have already bought right. it? And they're not gonna. I, that's just okay. Might so be theorizing. Telling the time and notifications. Yes. Those are your two most. Yeah. Babish, what yeah. about you? I actually don't do notifications. I've disabled most of my notifications. Okay. Because a lot of times I have my notifications disabled, and if I'm driving or I'm talking to someone, I don't want to have to check my watch for WhatsApp and message sure. notifications. Sure. Um, purely from a social point of view, it's very rude. If I'm constantly checking my watch and I'm talking mm. to you. I'm not giving you my attention and you're thinking I have somewhere else to be. I get, I get where you come from that, but I think that's purely like a construct of, of how humans have interacted yeah. around watches. But mm, I, I'd like to think that as we progress, if smart watches become the norm, then maybe that will change. That will but change. But I agree, I agree that yeah. I, even, yeah. even me, when I see someone checking their smartwatch, I'm instinctively you're like, ah! But We're like, not I, there yet, that's, yeah. 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 which sure. is why I've disabled it. Um, so for me, it's purely when I travel, there's, it's a great way to keep track of local time and um, home okay. time um, and for fitness. Right. So if I'm running, I'll use that for that to track it into my health app. But those are my primary two use cases. That's interesting. Yeah. That's in I think I've got a combination of both of you. So I do use notifications quite frequently when I am using the iPhone and then I use the fitness part of it right. even though I don't look like I use the, the fitness part <laughs> neither of do it, I I did a little walk it tells me I did my steps <laughs> exactly you know I'd set it to the minimum level and yeah. ping 3000 <laughs> steps for the day you're done yes uh, but I do use it for those two purposes and uh, the one watch that I've found that works very well for me even though it doesn't do notifications is um, a company called Weddings mm. yeah. so they make this active activity activity yeah, yeah one of those watches uh, the good thing about it is that it syncs through Bluetooth to your phone. It's got a six-month battery, so I don't need to charge it every night, which it's is the biggest pain. Regardless yeah. of platform, yeah. right? Yeah, it is, absolutely. And it automatic since it's syncing with your uh, phone, mm -hmm. when you land in a new time zone, it just automatically changes the time as nice. well to right. that. It tracks your steps as well. It's got a little counter on that. So I watch found the that little, to be... Watch the little hands move on it when it Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. I think that's the coolest aspect of it. And the battery life, obviously. The six-month battery life. Because I think charging a device or carrying a char another charger when you're traveling, that's a pain point for it. You know, you're True. already carrying your laptop, your smartphone charger. And Apple Watch has got its own proprietary, proprietary charger. Most of the smartwatches do mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Right. 
So it's, you know, it just becomes a bit of hassle carrying all of that stuff. You know, interesting you'd say that because when the, fir when the Apple Watch first came out, I remember a conversation you and I had where you'd rather charge a watch every day as opposed to charge a watch once a week because when you charge your watch uh, once a week, you don't build a habit. But at right. least with every day, at least you it changes your habit. habit and I thought that was great. I mean, that makes sense. I'd rather, now I do charge my watch, say, five days a week or six right. days a week, and then one day I forget it's and I don't wear my watch. Yeah, but it's helped me build that habit. Nice. If I had to charge something once a week, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. So six months is a good extreme, and then one day is a good extreme, but something in between idea. wouldn't, not, yeah, yeah. you just drop it off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I even find myself sometimes I'll get up as in, maybe on a weekend, but if I get up and I'll go out, I'll sometimes forget to put on my watch, which is not a good sign yes. for the tech. It, it doesn't seem essential to me. I will, when I'm out, be like, oh, I can't look at the time because I don't have my watch. But it really, for me, is primarily a time, a time thing with, okay. with you set notifications yeah. when, when I can get them. No, makes um, sense. Makes sense. That which which sense. I suppose leads us into our next point, which is the fitness aspect of it. Yes. Um, and there's an interesting story about um, Fitbit uh, rumoring to be buying Pebble. In fact, no, it is confirmed. Oh, it's confirmed. Yeah, Pebble's right, Twitter okay. account tweeted that yes. Ah, uh, okay, happening. cool. Yeah. It hasn't gone through, but, sure. but I mean... Sure, but yeah, they've not disclosed the amount or anything uh, like that? From, okay, so I mean, from what I read at, I believe it was TechCrunch, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's 40 million okay. is what the value wow. of the deal is. Which, which is not as much as... Which you, is yeah. a bit of a shame because I, there were rumors I think that, they made uh, more in their first... <laughs> Kickstarter <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not just that, but again, that article in TechCrunch mentioned that two years back, Pebble was offered seven hundred million dollars mm. by Citizen. Yeah, and they rejected that. that. And they rejected a second offer, second offer seventy well. million or yes, something as exactly. well. Yeah. So they need to get a new CEO. <laughs> yeah. They definitely need well, to get a new CEO. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, is I don't know. Do you feel that that's a good fit for, pardon the pun, for <laughs> Fitbit, like? I mean, Fitbit already have a smartwatch for starters. Yes, they do. So is this a, just a buy for the tech so they can get through? Since the operating system on the Pebble is actually not bad. Absolutely, yeah. And um, I think it is. I think yeah. it is. It's, uh, I don't think they're going to come up with any more Pebble watches. Mm -hmm. They're probably purely buying it for the tech they okay. need. Yeah, and I, that's going to make some people Has angry. either one of you used a Pebble watch? I've used a time. Okay. Um, and I had the same problem, which where the watch lasted about five, six days on battery, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And most days I would forget to use it. Um, the fitness was okay on that, and I didn't care about the notifications. Right. So I bought it because it was exciting, okay. but I couldn't find a use case for it. And now it's sitting collecting dust, yeah. as is my jawbone too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we have a large collection of gadgets collecting <laughs> dust. Yeah. Well, I wonder what would you think? Maybe they would go the other way, where they would then put their Fitbit, um, so rebrand the Fit, the Pebble, call it the Fitbit Pebble, and then put the fitness tech into the watch. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, maybe that's, that's possible, keeping that's the design, possible. something mm -hmm. like that. Because, I, I mean, that's maybe that's what the killer app that, that the Pebble needs to actually elevate it to something. Because it's not a bad design. I mean, it's kind of got that retro, chic, like, 8-bit vibe yeah. going it's for it. It's using an e-ink display, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, yeah. So that's and they've got a color e-ink display in the right. latest one. Mm. Time yeah, well, the, is what it was yeah, called. Pebble, Pebble Time. Pebble okay. Round. They've yeah, that's the one they come up after that, yeah. yeah. Now, which does kind of make sense because one of the other stories that we sort of have on the radar is that Apple watches slip to just 5% of the mm -hmm. wearable market. Mm. And, you know, what's leading in that market are basically smaller, more or less complicated devices, mm. such as the Fitbit or other things that you just can plug in and you use them yeah. for running and stuff like that. So that definitely makes sense that if they actually use some of that technology into Pebble, mm. um, I think that makes good sense that there's yeah. a good chance they might do that. Well, it's okay. And, and I think what was most evident about the... Uh, the announcement of the second Apple, the Series 2 Apple Watch, 
was the focus on fitness. Right. You know, when yeah. the first Apple Watch That's was right. announced, they were like, look how awesome, look how fancy, and Beyonce's got a gold <laughs> one, and everything is amazing. And they really kind of just ignored that on the set, aside from the Hermes band, right. which is still like 5 million dirhams or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but like the shift was to fitness because I feel like obviously through their research and I guess through sales, they must have realized this is what people are using these devices for and Fitbit is selling well. Yeah. Let's make these watches That's about fitness. They're the market leaders, Fitbit, in yeah. the wearable category. Yeah. And the category's gone up. I was looking at the IDC report. Well, yeah. They've sold more units. Yeah. Well, I, think about, I was thinking about this on the way over here. And just look, if you, you kind of picture a Fitbit as sort of the perfect gift that you would give someone. Right. Because they have such a wide range. You can get one for like, what, like $50 or something like that. Yeah, it starts from right? Yeah. And it's, it's an excellent present to give someone, whereas some, gifting a smartwatch, it's a little bit too much money. Yeah. Like you could give your aunt a Fitbit, right? And be happy with that. And I think they, they probably still haven't saturated the market as in where, like a GoPro or something, where anybody who right. wants a GoPro is probably going to have a GoPro yeah. and then is not going to upgrade their GoPro. And I think Fitbit are going to fall into that, uh, into that trap where everybody's going to have a Fitbit and be like, this is fine. I don't need the Fitbit 3 or 4. Uh, which is uh, what tech seems to be uh, maybe uh, maybe my conspiracy <laughs> theories here, but that's my running theme for today's I, episode. I, I kind of hope so. I hope yeah. that is the case because uh, I was just checking Fitbit stock earlier mm-hmm. today as well, and when it IPO'd, it mm-hmm. was at forty dollars. Right. Do you guys know where it's at right now? Just no. take a while, guess both of you. Uh, let's, let's let's say. Okay, let's say it's gone down. So I'm gonna say that's half twenty. I think it's gone up. Okay. You got what? Hundred maybe? It's at eight dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, I was cool. It's at eight. <laughs> it's tanked like wow. it's tanked good, like it? anything. So I actually bought some. I was, right. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Eight isn't too. Oh, well, I hope for you <laughs> that it's got that it goes. So up yeah, Mike, on behind you. Let's let's. Well, they bought this bought Pebble, so it's probably it's gonna have a bump there at some point, right? Yeah. Let's certainly. Yeah. Um, while we're on the topic of smartwatches, um, my daughter brought up a very interesting question just a couple of days back. She looked at the Apple Watch and she actually wore it for a day mm. and, you know, she was like, okay, and she kind of liked it and she's like, you know, how much does this thing cost? And I was like, it's about 1,200 dirhams or so, give or take. And she's like, the iPad costs less than that. Why would <laughs> I want, you know, why would I want to pay that much for a device that's considerably smaller in size, slower in speed, lesser she features? just destroyed for... all uh, com- com- <laughs> cumulative years of tech journalism. <laughs> <laughs> One question. So we may as well wrap it sense. up and call yeah. it a day. <laughs> no, which make total sense. I mean, yeah, like when you look sure. at an iPad, for example, it's got a lot more tech behind it. Mm-hmm. More components, more cost of components, in and essentially does the same. Fun- <laughs> it's the same functionality, <laughs> yeah. really. A lot more, actually. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. more. Yeah. You can you can't watch Netflix on the no, Apple right? Watch. Exactly. exactly. There yeah. we go. So I mean, how much money is Apple making on these things? Yeah. I mean, you know, oh, you mean the markup that they put on, on the watch? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For there's sure. a lot. There's a lot of money. That yeah, because I mean, invest. there's not much to build them. I imagine, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's a very good question. So then it it, it begs the point, like what. Which is better? Like, is yeah. is there a better option? Absolutely. I mean, in the sense that, again, let's just say if you were going to go buy a gift for someone in the thousand dirham mm-hmm. range, would you pick a watch or would you pick an iPad? You know? Or a Kindle. Or a Kindle. Yeah. Kindle is half of that. Well, yeah. You know. It's about like 500 something dirhams, yeah. the paper white. Yes. You can get the normal mm-hmm. non-backlit Kindle for even yeah. less than that. Absolutely. Or if the bus is right, maybe just buy them some Fitbit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. No, but that's right. You would, uh, yeah. an iPad has uh, multiple functions and it's something you can share as well, right? You can't share a watch. No. So it's kind of, the iPad is a gift for the family mm. or the couple or even yeah. the kids yeah. together. 
Whereas the watch is a very sort of yeah, individual, a very personal yeah, 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 gift. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, just going with my daughter, she would definitely buy the iPad over the watch yeah. any day. You know, yeah. it brings more value to her versus the watch. So maybe we're not necessarily quite there yet with smartwatches as to the kind of functionality they offer, based on the pricing that they're the price that they're asking for it. Uh, maybe at a four hundred dirham level or somewhere around there, a hundred dollar mark. You know, a watch might be a lot more lucrative off a device. But at a $300 mark, or at least the Apple Watch, it's, I don't know, I mean, it's just something See, I, I don't think it's the price. I think people are willing to pay the money. It's the functionality that needs to be there. I, yeah. You know, the micro-actions of five seconds where I don't want to pull out my phone. What would you like from a functionality plus um, in your smartphone? This is, I, I can't think of anything. Yeah, like, exactly. I think, just, I think if Siri phone. was a lot yeah. smarter, yeah. that would be good. If, if it was reliably, reliable and, and smart and right. quick, mm. maybe okay. that would be helpful. Something around the um, home point of view. Or, right. You know, automated yeah. home. Maybe like, it was turn, just Turn the lights yeah. off. Yeah. Specifically you know, for set an alarm. Yeah. Switch to this But you can scene. do these things with them, but yeah. that's not any less functional than using your phone and that that's the issue right yeah like and so if i want to turn my lights off and i have to take my phone out mm -hmm. unlock it mm -hmm. and then you know get to that app mm -hmm. and do that it's very clunky mm -hmm. um you can do a lot of this with your watches as mm -hmm. well with android right now mm -hmm. there's limited functionality again it's very clunky mm -hmm. so to be able to do that from a voice point of view yeah um like like you do with alexa with, yeah, with the echo Google you know Home that's that's yeah. a micro action shouldn't take more than five seconds mm -hmm. and for that i would be happy to spend that kind of money and i imagine a lot of people would be. Right. We have spent that money. Right? Yeah. We've spent that money on watches. But I think this is the issue. I think these are devices, these watches that are designed for tech dudes. You know, Aside from the fitness aspects of it, which is attractive to more normal people that yeah. will use that, but they can also just get something that's a third of the price from Fitbit. They're designed for people like us who are like, yeah, I totally want notifications <laughs> on my wrist. That's and then yeah. six months later, it's like, I don't care about the notifications yeah. on my wrist because it's not useful. I think one of the great aspects that we don't have here in the UAE is Apple Pay. I, I, right. The way yeah, it works payments. is fantastic. Exactly. You know, you just kind of go in there and ding and yeah. you're done. I think that's, that's a great way. That, that was another thing. Yeah. If payments works really well, yes. I can leave my card at home. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't need to carry three cards, yeah. four cards, and my wallet does get slimmer because yeah. I can now use Beam Wallet no, uh, with limited functionality. So, so the other day I was at uh, Emirates NVD machine and this is the first time I noticed at an ATM here was that it can actually use that machine without your card. It just said that, you know, go ahead, put in your phone number. Hmm. Um, you know, when I did that, it sent a pin to my phone number yeah, yeah. and I used that and, you know, it actually worked, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think awesome. it's a great little, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we are kind of progressing a little getting bit. There. Uh, we're getting, getting there. there. We're getting there. Excellent stuff. So, uh, cool. So uh, uh, final sorry. opinions on smartwatches then. Not there Are they the yet. future or uh, yeah. not quite there? Not yeah. quite there. Yeah. 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 I think I, the price point is fine. I'm okay with the price okay. point. A little lower, I'll be happy. Right. But it's not a point yeah. of contention. I, I need the functionality to be there. Yeah. So let's ask this question What's the best or what is the most that you're willing to pay for your smartwatch? How long do you think you're going to keep that? You know, the cycle as far as one year, two years, whatever. And uh, finally, the third question is How long do you think it's going to take for a smartwatch to become the product that? you seriously want to use on a daily basis. So let's start with Mike over here. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm happy with the price point. So, what, well, $400 seems to be okay, provided the functionality is there. How long am I looking to keep it? Yep. I think I want to buy one and that's it. And I think that's Four, evident. five years, 10 Yeah, years. let's say five, let's say two, three years. Okay. When that's evident from the ability to be able to swap bands. And I think Apple's called right. yeah. on to yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's great. They said, look, if people aren't going to upgrade, we need to give them a, a reason to spend more money. Yeah. And the bands is that. And then what was the 
final, final part of that question. Uh, when do you think smartwatches are going to be a device that we can't live without? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's the million dollar question, right? Which I don't think that may, will probably ever happen. I'm sure okay. they're just there to augment the You don't think they'll ever have. replace a smartphone? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. The screen's not big enough and we're trending towards larger screens or screens that will let us do more and these don't let us do more. That's the issue. Okay. Well, okay, so let me just kind of throw one more thing into the equation. VR and AR, mm -hmm. do you think you'll still need to watch if you're sort of just wearing AR glasses mm -hmm. around all the time? Well, I have a, have a think of this. A, a smartwatch as a mode of input for, for VR or AR. I mean, okay, it's a little bit yeah, tenuous I mean, of a link. Sure, but I mean, if you've got your notifications popping up on, right. on your device mm -hmm. and you've got your fitness report on mm -hmm. there as well. So the question is then, would you need a watch? Let me throw well, that no. to yeah. me over here. Um, <clears throat> I, I still think there is a use case for watches that can and will be developed in about two to three years. Okay. Uh, we, I don't see a future, I don't know, I could be wrong, where we have a VR AR glasses on all the time. I think they're more like Google glasses where they'll, they'll be utility specific. So mm -hmm. when we're gaming, we have them or um, you use them in a very industrial context, you have them, surgeons or in the industrial people, you know? So you don't have them on all the time. Right. Whereas a watch is something you can have for 8, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Right. So I don't think they're um, sort of substitutes to each other. They're more complementary products. Okay, so you're wearing glasses right now. Are, mm -hmm. Is it something that you have all the time or? These glasses I do, yes. Okay. So yeah. let's just say that they get to a point where they're pretty much the form factor Ooh, good of point. what glasses Yeah. Are. What about them? I mean, yeah, yeah, I totally would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That just, I, mean, totally I did not, watch, I'd not yeah. consider I mean, that. you're like me. Yes. We have to, we have yeah. to wear glasses, so why yeah. not augment that experience? Exactly. True. But True. It's, it's not necessarily yeah. for everyone. No, I agree. I mean, the tech is not there yet. Yeah. Uh, I think Google Glass was a fantastic, you know, concept. wasn't a great device. Uh, Snapchat's got those unique glasses, which yeah. I think, again, are fantastic. Yeah, which uh, I totally want, even <laughs> though I don't use Snapchat. <laughs> but, but yeah, you can kind of see. Techno lust for those things. Yeah, they, they're amazing. Yeah. They're fetching quite a lot of money yeah, yeah. right now if you've yeah. got one, you know, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's sort of, you know, when, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when AR gets to that level where, you know, the glasses that you're wearing are fully augmented, uh, do you need a phone and do you need a watch at that time? Both of those devices. Well, I, I mean, I guess not, right? But because you've got your screen projector, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, the thing you've is, got voice interaction. Yeah, using, it, you know. it depends on what you're banking on tech to go. Because I mean, the rumors of the next iPhone is that it's going to be a, a piece of glass sure. that you can also hold up and it'll AR interact with the world around you, and then whether that becomes your primary device, and then do you need the glasses? Yeah, but right? that's not an immersive experience, yeah. right? If you use THTC Vive, yeah. it's incredible. I'm yes. standing in the middle of the solar system, yeah. touching the sun, yeah. uh, and you can't do that no. with the phone. Right. So No, for sure, for sure. But, like, if you are in a supermarket, and you, you go into the aisles, and there's just, like, no produce information, you can hold up your screen to that and get produce information like yeah. that, which is something I guess we'll talk about a little bit later as well. <laughs> but, uh... But you're right. I mean, the next stage is glass. I don't think everybody's going to want to wear glasses all the time, though, Bas. I think that's the issue. But I mean, look, both of you guys wear glasses oh, all the that's, time. That's fine. Because I have the yeah. worst You eyesight. need those. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, it's sort of, become, has it become a part of your life now? I mean, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. don't even think twice about no, it, right? right? Yeah. So if that's the case with everyone mm -hmm. in the future moving forward, if it's a device, your phone, you know, you, you carry it, you don't even think twice about carrying it now. Mm -hmm. So if it's something that's hands-free, you don't need to use your hands, you just no. put on your AR glasses. No, and it's a future, it's a future that I want to yeah. live in because I think it's cool. Yeah. You're right, if, you can just, if I can lose my phone, fine. That's great because yeah. it's something I'm on my face and then everything is interactable at all times, which is, which is good. Um, 
I think the watch will go first before the before the phone does. The watch will definitely. If that happens in the next five years, then watches will go the way of netbooks. Right. Yeah. They came and they just went, and we were excited while they were there. But in hindsight, they just seemed like a terrible idea. Which honestly is my opinion right now on smartwatches. I think they're just sort of like a stepping stone into another tech. I mean, they're there right now. They serve a purpose, but I don't think they're going to be around much longer. I think five to ten years is probably the max they're sort of going. Yeah. Uh, that's my personal view on no, the future. I, yeah, of, I think you're uh, right. We're already seeing it happen, aren't we? I mean, from the stories we talked about with Fitbit, I'm not with Fitbit, with uh, Motorola. Right, and exactly. Apple, yeah, and Motorola's the, already the writing it. isn't necessarily on the wall, but yeah. some people are obviously... See, but the challenges with smartwatch are um, exponential with the, with AR glasses, right? So if you look at the HTC Vive, it still needs like long cable mm-hmm. to be connected sure. to PC. Oh, absolutely, we still yeah. can't get reliable Wi-Fi 3G into mm-hmm. our watches at a decent processor speed. I agree. I completely uh, Moore's agree. law is starting to hit its limits right yeah. now. So if you're talking about augmented reality processing, yep. um, I'm hopeful for a future like yeah. the one you described. Yeah, the issue is is not the tech, it's the infrastructure, to be honest. And that's... Connectivity. That's a yeah. whole other, that's right. a whole other well, we story. Have, we have like, 5G yeah, coming exactly. in right. by 2020. But I mean, yeah. on a global scale, like it's fine if you're living in a modern city, but right. like if you're living out in the but desert... That's or, the case with your smartphone as well, right? I mean, if right. you're living on a 2G connection, mm-hmm. there's not much that your smartphone can right. do. Fair. So I, I but think then it's going to get... But there. I think you're going to be okay with a smartphone... Whereas opposed to trying to get video content streamed to your glasses or whatever. Right. But the tech is exponentially more powerful than what you currently have. Yeah. So it's, you're going to have to, that's going to have to change. Well, can dream. Right. <laughs> well, see the streaming does, sorry, last one. Streaming does remind me is that, again, the phone is a shared experience. Mm-hmm. I have a phone. I can share that with you. Mm-hmm. We can both look at it together. Yeah. We can listen to the music together. Yep. Glasses, again, very personal, yeah. very individualistic. Yeah, but I mean, if a person next to you is wearing the glasses, how hard is it? Just tap it. Boom. Look if you are watching. Pico the projector. Oh, yeah, but then yeah. that's when we hit critical mass projector. and everyone has it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. You know? Yeah. Or projector. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I mean, yeah, it's going to take people that are a lot smarter than us to figure that out. <laughs> and I'm sure they're already working on it. Let's Considerably smarter than us, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, interesting discussion. Yeah, for sure. Definitely an interesting discussion. Right, so the next one we have on our list is uh, retail experience. Wow. Yeah, I think that on, on the, uh, on the show video? notes it just goes, Amazon Go, holy... I'm not going to say the word, but... <laughs> I, I think we're, we're, we're cool. okay to say that. Okay, yeah. just as holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that's the way to describe it. Did you guys yeah. see you look at it today? Yeah, I mean, yeah. wow, just fantastic. Only Amazon. You know, I know Apple says only Apple can do this, but no, only yeah. Amazon can yeah, do, yeah, what do what they... What I think, yeah. do we want to just explain a little bit about... Sure, yeah. absolutely. So it's Amazon's concept of uh, future retail stores. They're going to start with, from what I was reading, it's a 1,900 square foot store in Seattle. It's going to be the first one that's going to come up with where you basically just enter the store and kind of you know just sign in with your smartphone saying that you're there go about picking things that you like and just walk out of the store no need to you know go to a cashier or stay in a line just literally pick things up and walk out and your amazon account is going to get charged for whatever you've picked up and it uses a series of depth sensors and cameras machine learning i'm assuming a lot of beacon technologies also used on that so it's probably a lot of all of that put together Mm. but Damn, that's the future. Yeah. I that's that's future. straight out of the Jetsons. That this is, this is the future amazing. I was promised yeah. when I was young. Yeah, it's cool. Absolutely. My one concern is that it's Amazon that's doing it. But why? I mean, you look <laughs> no. at uh, Alexa, you know, something that yeah. came up with just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have thought Amazon would be in the space and how good they'd be in the mm-hmm. space. So why not retail as well? They no, can't. for sure. For sure. No, and I get it. Amazon is an interesting company because they, they, they have their hands in so many pies, right? Um, 
and they're part of retail. Yeah, no, exactly, but they are, but that's that's the issue. You look at this in the way that they've kind of decimated brick and mortar stores yeah. by, by yes. creating a giant online marketplace and saying, you don't need brick and mortar stores anymore, and putting people out of business, and then be like, oh, now we have brick and mortar yeah. stores that you can all go right. to, and there's nothing else that you can shop at. It's a little sinister. I, I don't know if that's exactly their plan. I don't, I'm not, you sure. know. I mean, there's always going to be things that you will need to go to mm -hmm. the store and buy. Middle bread, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the night, you sure. feel like having some juice or whatever it is. You know, you're going to walk to the store and grab it. So there's always going to be a need for mm -hmm. a physical brick and mortar kind of store. Uh, yes, a lot of our purchases might just get delivered through a drone or mm -hmm. whatever it is that happens in the future. But I think there's always going to be a need for a physical for sure. store. And I think the tech is awesome. I mean, it's it's functional. I mean, they have a store that's yes. opening in Seattle next year. They, right? it's, it's actually going to be in beta this year for okay. Amazon employees, nice. oh, wow. which is amazing this year. Yeah. And then it's open to be uh, open to public. What, uh, what would be nice yeah. if they made the tech open source and then you could put it in other, in other supermarkets. Because I mean, look at what they've done with Alexa. They've yeah. opened it up tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Every developer sure. can kind of plug in. And now they've sort of given away, you know, pretty much an API where mm -hmm. you can go and buy an Intel device, integrate Alexa into it and create your own Alexa. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Well, we don't, so. I mean, I'd like to think, uh, you know, Bezos is an altruistic man that will do things like that. Um, because it would be great if, that if I can do that in any store, then that's fantastic. And that right. furthers us as a species and technology in general, sure. not just the coffers of Amazon, right? Which is, I think, a, what happens a lot. I mean, we'll talk about this some other time, but in terms of technology servicing the companies that do it as opposed to servicing the greater good of mankind, right? And it's, it's, it's a whole other thing. But there's no denying that it's awesome. Yeah, it <laughs> like, is. I want to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. there's all sorts of things with shoplifting and, like, little things like that, whether I don't know how they're going to police this kind of yeah, thing. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, people are smart. They'll learn how to trick sensors, right? Like, we hack everything. Yeah, right? People so. do that with Amazon as well, right? Yeah. Like people exploit how mm. good Amazon is as a company to their customers. Yeah. They'll, like, get something, use it for three months, return it because yep. it's... Uh, in airports, default yes. or something like mm -hmm. that. And despite that, Amazon acknowledges that, right. but they continue to strive to be the world's most customer-centric mm. company. I think that's that's essentially yeah. their uh, yeah, they write, they motto. Write off of yeah. yeah, and I think that's why they moved away from retail. They realized mm. that retail had a lot of problems. Mm. Uh, with online, they were able to solve a lot of those problems. Mm -hmm. And with online, you hit your limits. Like you said, you, you want milk right now, you need it. Right. If I, I need to transfer something and I need a USB stick, mm. despite crime, yeah. I'm going to walk down to my store and pick up, uh, you know, a store downstairs and pick up a 16 gig stick. For sure. Sometimes the need is immediate. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where retail is never going to completely go away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the articles that you linked to in the show notes that announces talked about the sort of the machine learning, <coughs> or not, the, not the machine, but the routine learning that you can use from people going into the store and picking up objects and then using it to reshape the way the supermarket works so that you can then place products you know where they should be so people will get there right. quicker and all this kind of right. stuff there's a lot of implications on that kind of stuff as well which i thought was super fascinating a little bit uh, able to exploit i guess would just be like hey pay us extra money and we'll put your uh, cereal in this part yeah. of the supermarket yeah. but i mean it's it's gonna be fascinating to see how it sort of figures out and how it's going to change retail that probably happens in retail oh, yeah oh, already anyway absolutely. you know they place yes. i think it's called shelving fees yeah. or placement yeah. fees or whatever sure. it is um even if they don't do that there's a lot of sort of thinking and strategy that goes behind mm -hmm. why certain products are placed close to the payment till like your gums and chocolates because they're impulse purchases yes. yeah. so as a corporation of course they, they're incentivized and motivated mm -hmm. to drive more revenue and more items sold and more revenue driven so no. no, absolutely. I think the amount of data this is going to generate, mm. it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. I think uh, if you're a, you know, if you're 
learning to be, if you're in college right now, learn how to analyze data. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Yes, data or security. <laughs> like those, that's the only two jobs that are going to be left in like 50 years. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> But um, so they said that they're going to start this from Seattle. And yep. then they said they're going to run into what, 1,800, 1,900 stores across the US. Wow, that's insane. Um, I wonder when we're going to see something like that here. Jeff Bezos was in Dubai about mm. two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, I mean, again, we're, po we're poised. I mean, there's, the Dubai is a city that is, you Very can do this country. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah six know? months ago, I would have said, yeah, it's going to take five, seven years. We're the first city to have Hyperloop yeah. in yes. the world. Into, yeah. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this could yeah. be the first city outside yeah. of the US. Yeah. And again, it's, even it's if it's possible. traveled on a small, on a small basis, yeah. like... I think there's potential if you stick it in in metro stations. Yep. For instance, like that's a perfect trial trial uh, use case scenario. Yeah. To have that going, I mean, you'd have to restructure a bunch of stuff, but it's it's cool. Also, so you'd have to launch Amazon in the Middle East. So, <laughs> yeah. but maybe Hopefully that's happening, so. right? Maybe that's uh, that's what it will launch with. Right. Yeah. One can hope. <laughs> Come on, get it together, Jeff. <laughs> Speaking of um, Amazon launching in the Middle East, uh, I'm not sure if you guys know about this or not, but do you guys know about Target, the retailer in mm -hmm. the US? So their website's been inaccessible from UAE for the last few weeks. Hmm. And rumor has it that they were shipping directly like, to, like to UAE. Or? Blocked. No. Completely blocked. Ah, funny. Um, rumor has it that they were directly shipping to Dubai and the pricing on it was a lot cheaper than what uh, you probably get things like. You know what? I, I kind of do know a little bit about this. And uh, my personal life, I buy a lot of Lego. Okay. <laughs> well, Lego is... Not exactly. The US, it's, well, exactly, yeah. and they do target do have an ability to ship overseas. Yes. I've never tried it to ship out here, but it makes sense. Yeah. You know, well, I've read. Can't yeah. unfortunately. Oh, I should have should have looked earlier. What a shame. <laughs> but I'm assuming none of you guys knows anything about this. I mean, yeah. I don't know much about it either. So no, it's the first time. No, not at all. Okay, must be something. Yeah, huh. something good to look into. Yeah, interesting. Un undercutting local retailers. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> all right. So our final topic for the day is what's the most you'd spend on a gadget. Um, we have laptops, phones, headphones, and a watch. We spoke briefly about watch. Um, but um, who wants to tackle this first? I mean, where... So we're going to a Sennheiser event where yes. they're going to be demonstrating a headphone or audio technology. Mm. How much is that, Mike? Do you kind it's of... It's like 20 grand, I want to say. I don't actually have the price on, on the top of my head. I think it? you're forgetting a zero. Oh, really? 200,000 yes. I think so. I think so. Right, yes. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. I think it's somewhere around that, yes. right? Now, I mean, how far is too far when it comes to tech? You look at um, phones, I mean, you've got, mm -hmm. you know, yes, you've got your regular iPhone, but then you also have your Porsche design ones, which are, mm -hmm. you know, double of that. Yeah. Uh, Vertus. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Tag, Vertu, all of those guys mm -hmm. are getting into it. Headphones, we were talking about that. Well, well, I mean, we just spoke about Sennheiser, but I mean, you know, a good pair of headphones costs 15, 1800, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Laptops as well. If mm. you look at the new MacBook Pro, it's like 7000 Yeah, which are markedly more expensive than the last yes. gen of them. Okay. I think what we have to make a distinction about is luxury, te luxury tech that's branded towards this market of people who want expensive things. And then... Regular tech. And yeah, and then regular the gadgets that, that are also expensive or maybe in an early adopter yeah. fashion or something like that. Right. But then also, you know, are sort of marketed towards everybody. Sure. Like these, these Sennheiser headphones that we're looking at, I mean, there's only Obviously, like... Obviously, yes. A, like yeah, there's 20 like... Of, yeah, exactly. Of and it's on, a, it's on a world tour. And it's actually based off a design from, a pre, from an original Sennheiser headphone with the same brand um, from like 20 years ago. And this is sort of the updated right. version. Um, audio file technology is something also we could get into about, you know, tubes and things, but, um, but I mean, okay, so let's just forget that super expensive, mm -hmm. but let's just take a good pair of headphones. Let's sure. start with that. 
what's the most that you guys would pay for a good pair of headphones? I'm gonna let Billy answer that one first because <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I did I did spend about two fifty dollars, which is about a thousand dirhams, on the QC twenty fives. All right, um, and I think that was a good purchase okay. when I was first thinking about them. I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. One thousand dirhams like seems like a very high yeah. price point for for a pair of headphones, mm -hmm. right? You're used to spending I don't know hundred two hundred dirhams maybe, if that. Um, you get a great pair of creative headphones for mm -hmm. like twenty five dollars, yeah. and they're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but Bose does that noise cancellation technology is fantastic. Yeah. And now I'm, now I'm testing the MDR-1000 uh, by Sony, which is also Bluetooth noise cancellation. Great pair of headphones. Um, so I think I would spend about that. I've been convinced to spend about a thousand-ish dirhams on a pair of headphones. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a headphone nut, so my, my market, mar, mar, margin of uh, expense is higher than that. I would go like, let's say 1,500 dirhams. Okay. Um, but I would probably be able to convince myself to spend a little bit more, just depending on the brand, on the particular pair of headphones themselves. I've been looking into a pair of Bang & Olufsen recently, which I, Bas and I have spoken about. Mm -hmm. There's some kind of umming and ahhing over the last six months, but I'm going to get them. And they're about 1,500, 1,600 <laughs> dirhams. Yeah. Um, and that'll happen, because I love headphones. But, <laughs> but that's just me. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I remember we went and we saw those piano headphones, mm. and yes, they were a bit on the pricier side. Uh, but, I mean, uh, to me, sound more or less just sounds the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there is a little bit of difference between some of them. Maybe it's just my ears. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, anything over $100 on a pair of headphones for me is just paying a bit too much for it. I don't think for me personally, a headphone that costs $100 versus $500 will be five times this good. Yeah. This even, is true. Yeah, it's a lot of diminishing returns. returns. Yeah. Or even three times this good. And, again, I'm not necessarily much of a, I don't know, a fan of pure audio you know I mean it's music it's music you know mm. sounds the same to me so interesting that we've got these three different opinions mm. on headphones Let's so, so my, my price point actually sure. comes not from the audio quality it is one noise cancelling to Bluetooth okay. the convenience of having Bluetooth wire free headphones right. I didn't think would be sure. that much sure. but it, it's, it's actually great especially when you're traveling it's sure. just another pair of cable you have to tie oh, around. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and, I, yeah. and I agree, but I think you can get some pretty decent Bluetooth headphones for, again, so when Mike and I were, um, yeah. It, yeah. he pointed out a BNL, which was a wired headset, which was on the expensive side. So I came back to Dubai and I was doing a little bit of research as to what's a good headset around $100 mark. And there were two or three that came up. One was the Chabra Move, I believe. Mm -hmm. It was right around there. Great reviews. I think 300 dirhams or so. Uh, one of them was by Skull Candy. And I'm forgetting. And the Grind. Exactly. I think yeah, so. which so is again, actually decent. Yeah, so same yeah. price range. And the third one was by a company called Plantronics. Yeah. Um, they supposedly make pretty good headsets as well. Yeah. I don't know if they're officially available here in the region or not, but all three are priced close yeah. to $100. And, you know, yeah, the tech, the tech to make them wireless, wireless is getting cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's getting good enough that we can make decently priced wireless headphones. If you want the extra bit of, I guess, kudos in terms of actual... Um, I guess pedigree from companies right. like Bose and like uh, B&O, then you, you have to spend the extra money. Um, again, I listen to a majority of podcasts, so I'm just a sucker because it's like it all sounds like <laughs> people talking. But then that begs the question, yeah. podcasts, right. do you really need a 2000 No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I listen to a lot of music as well, right. but like it's split 50-50. Like if I'm on the metro, I'll be probably listening to a podcast just as often as I'm listening to music. But when I do listen to music, I want quality. You want to appreciate yeah. that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, what about a laptop? Yeah, laptops are a tricky one, isn't it? Because, I mean, we all use laptops for work. Um, I'm assuming that's yep. just me generalizing. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, so, I mean, the, you know, it has to be good. 
I've been an Apple guy for a yeah. long time and the price of the new MacBooks has scared me. I'm not going to lie. Oh, um, right. Like I, I currently have one of the, the, uh, the 12 inch first gen MacBooks, right. which I think is fine. It's a little bit slow at the moment and doesn't have nearly enough hard drive space, but it, it works and I'm happy with that. And that cost me three grand, I think okay. second hand, right. which was fine. So look, I mean, I probably wouldn't look at spending any more than that, maybe three, five, four, right. at, four at a stretch. Okay. But as a journalist, I don't need to do too much video editing or any like hardcore image processing. It's standard stuff that you can mm -hmm. do on a laptop that costs that much. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a bit of a laptop geek. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of like my laptop. I, I need it to look good. I need mm -hmm. it to work well. I need, you know, all of that stuff. So I don't mind spending a little bit more on that. Uh, I'd say my budget would be close to 6,000 dirhams or so. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably where I'd kind of yeah. stop. Um, but I think for me, you know, Apple's generally around that range. My book goes generally. Big. The newer ones are more expensive. I think if you want one with the touch bar, it's 7,000 dirhams or a little bit yeah. north of that. Uh, so I haven't, you know, went and bought one. Mm -hmm. um, but not not I this know, week anyway. <laughs> not this week, <laughs> yes. Uh, still <laughs> um, So, yeah, around 6,000 rooms is what I think is not too, not too much to pay for a lot. I, I think that's a good price as well. I mean, that's how I got mine for about fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars $1,600, which is 13-inch Retina, right. 256 GB, mm -hmm. 8 GB of RAM. Uh, I need my next laptop to be 16 gigs. Right. And the way the prices are looking, I looked at both Surface Book, and the MacBook Pro, and they're about two thousand dollars or seven thousand mm dollars. -hmm. That's that's out of my price range. That's not how much I want to spend. Um, but on the other end, so we were talking about this yesterday, boss. There's the premium set of laptops. You have your Surface yes. Book and the Apple MacBooks, mm -hmm. and if you don't go for those, there's a great set of laptops which don't have this fancy detachable touch functionality, right. which you can get great specs for under four grand. You can get a five hundred GB hard drive, mm -hmm. SSD, mm -hmm. sixteen gigs of RAM, thirteen inch screen about 5,000 dirhams or something yeah. like that. And they'll look and function great as well. You just won't, it won't be a Mac yeah. or it won't be, it won't have pen input and detachable sure. screen or something. Yeah, it's like a shame that, that out here we don't have access to Chromebooks as yes. much as they do in other parts of the world because I'd be very interested to see how that would change. I mean, I, th I know that you, Abbas, do most of your work through Google's products. Absolutely, um, yeah. Similar I, I to, live to, in the yeah. browser like and 70% then, of the time. You know, I mean, a Chromebook is yeah. a fraction of the cost of that and then has the functionality that you need. If I was to get a Chromebook, I'd get the Pixel. I mean, right. I think yeah, okay, then fine. You just thing. love yeah, the that's, nice that's things. A, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful laptop. It is a lovely it's, looking it's, laptop. It's a really nice laptop. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, you guys are right. Yeah. Somewhere around that price range. Um, right, so the next one, phones. Yeah. I don't know, and I've I'll start, with, yeah, please, I'll start with this go. one. Uh, I think ideally, two thousand dirhams, two thousand two hundred dirhams. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably yeah. what a phone should most be spent at. I, I don't think spending three, three and a half is you know. Uh, I know that I've been guilty of buying phones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we can all admit uh, to that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, you know, look at the Mate Nine, the launch we went all three of us with our last yeah. one, and it's twenty two hundred dirhams. And it's got every single thing that you want. Great camera, great screen, great battery life, fast processing power, you know, and you can get all of that for 2200 dirhams. And I think that's a great price point for a product like that. Um, I think for me, that's probably the most I'd ever spend on a phone now. I think that's how much phones should cost as well, right? Um, I think the OnePlus 3T, which yeah, is a great phone as well, as well it, yeah. it costs less than, oh, less than that. And it's a fantastic phone, at least on paper. I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. But I remember picking up the OnePlus One mm -hmm. way back when it came out. A day and a half of battery life, uh, great specs, great mm -hmm. camera. It just, 
And for that price point, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Especially that back, that sandstone back yeah. was something and no other manufacturer yeah. was doing. It felt so premium for the amount. Yeah, that you exactly. Paid for it. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you have an iPhone, an iPhone 7, 128 gig, which is like mid tier, yeah. is three grand. Yeah. Um, and Apple just keeps pushing the envelope on the pricing. And because um, I've become a bit of a fan of the Apple ecosystem, like we talked about at the start of the show, um, I find myself wanting to upgrade, but I've been able to sort of keep myself from doing that. I do uh, so far. every other year. That's how we do it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm using the iPhone yeah. 6. Okay. I, it's not even a success. Mm. Um, and kudos to Apple. Their phone still works great. Yeah. One gig of RAM is starting to get a little mm-hmm. slow. How are you finding your battery life with that? It's... I get through a day, okay. or just shy of a day. Yeah, I think but the I'm six a... actually, the six, I remember the six plus that I had had a decent battery. It does. Yeah, yeah the, the six, six plus. Eight, I found yes. the six S's had yeah. issues, but maybe that was just mine. So when I'm traveling, I have a battery case, right. and then that's when the fa- phone gets sure. a little fat, and a little thick, you know, and a little wider. But most days when I'm either at home or at the office or in my car, there's a charging point everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with the subpar, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that battery life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, I'm with a bus on this. I after the Mate Nine, I don't think any anybody has an excuse to charge more than two, two five at the most for a phone because you can obviously there are companies out there making these things, potentially at a loss. But if you want to try to gain traction in the market out here, outside of being an Apple or a Samsung phone, you have to charge less. And I can buy a fantastic phablet for two two, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't need anything better, man. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't need to pay five, three grand for a phone. Um, you know, I think it's, it's going to trend more expensive, unfortunately, because that's just kind of the way things are going. I, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to argue with you on that. But, but look, I mean, when you look at the industry profits from smartphones, Apple, what, takes 90% of the profits? 94%. 94% of the yeah. profits. So maybe Apple will continue down that line, mm-hmm. but as far as other Android manufacturers are concerned... Can't um, see Samsung doing it. I mean, look yeah. at the Pixel. Like they charging iPhone prices. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. and right. I want That's... that phone, but like, yeah. But yes, but so are. I think there will be this crop at the top that I and we've right. seen. I mean, we had you're, you're you're right to a certain extent because we've seen this crop of mid range Android phones that are like the Honor yeah. Eight. Um, yeah. Sony have got some decent ones um, that are good and not super expensive. But those top tier ones are just going to get more expensive, and I think that's evident from the MacBook prices going yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. I think that that the next the the Galaxy Eight is going to cost a fortune. Xiaomi Mix wasn't cheap either. I think mm. that was three and above. No, but I think that was three, like buying a exactly. supercar yeah, well, as opposed to a phone, right? No, it wasn't that expensive, but I mean, gray market prices. Right. right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. if you wanted to get directly from them, it was five hundred and forty US dollars. Which is the great price for that phone. Right. So yeah, that's so. slightly more than two thousand. Just right. Yeah, exactly. two two or something like that. Yeah. And look at that, that's a great phone as yeah. well, you know. What's yeah. been interesting though is you've been talking about the Mate Nine is that the price in Europe was actually considerably higher. Yes. Right? Like here we got lucky for some reason I maybe they know the market that people aren't gonna buy the phone unless it's around two grand. Yeah. In in Europe, it, it was for six hundred euros. Yes. Right, which is a you know that's Apple, that's yeah. iPhone prices. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so who knows, right? Like normally Huawei is known for having cheaper phones. Right. Yeah. Right. And and now that they're actually, you know, getting there, a lot of traction in Europe in the last 18 months. And now they're charging higher prices because they position themselves as in the same as right. uh, hope maybe next year we won't see a reduced price. But that's price. the thing. I mean, that was my argument with them when they revealed the price uh, in mm. euros. I was like, look, at that price, you're paying for the brand, not mm. necessarily for the product itself. Yeah. And Huawei, unfortunately, isn't that brand yet. Right. Yeah. 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 So I'm kind of glad that they brought pricing down to 2200 in this part of the world. 
because I still don't think Huawei is a brand that can compete with the Apple or Samsung okay. yeah. right now. It's, it's, it's not a first-tier brand. It's, it's, it's a great product. It's getting and The brand is not first-tier. It's, getting, it's getting there. You look at markets like Italy, like Indonesia, in certain parts of the world, they've really had a marketing push. And I'll speak to I half Italian and I family there that will know Huawei and will own phones from them. Um, but as I said, it's like in America, obviously not. Yeah. Even in this, I mean, this part of the world more than others, I would say to a certain extent. But other parts of Europe, yeah, it's it's still three at the at the best, and then underneath Sony and LG and other places as well. But do so. do you think this scene in the same light as a Samsung or an iPhone or? I, I, they will they ever marketing be seen wise, in... I think they position themselves to be like that. Whether they are in consumers' minds, I don't think it's there quite yet. I look. I mean, the partnership they just had with the Porsche design—that's mm. going to elevate their brand yeah. for sure. Right. You know, when you associate with yourself with Leica or Porsche Leica, design, yeah, exactly. Or you've got Scarlett Johansson in your ads. You know, yes, they are. You, you can tell that they're going for that. Mm. You know, they're definitely mm. going. But for they're doing what Samsung did, but five, six years or even yeah, more, right? Exactly. Like they're, exactly. they're spending money to yes. get presence, mind so, share. Yeah, I think that's where they Yeah, and, you know, we'll see if it works. I think it will. I, I think it will. I mean, from what I've seen with the Mate 9. Yeah, if they keep making good phones, like, yeah, <laughs> more power to them. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying, because, I mean, you know, for a long time, they were just making average phones, and they're finally doing something of interest, so... Funny, I think the Mate 9 is the only product that we've talked about in every single yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. They're mostly doing something, right? Right. They're not paying us any money if that's what they're saying, too. No, that's Damn for it. sure. <laughs> good, cool. good, good stuff. Well, thank you, Babashi, very much. No, thank you for awesome having me. It's a lot of fun. No, absolutely. We need people, to get you back more. Yeah, if people want to get in touch with you on Twitter or. Uh, it's at Babashi. Excellent. Can you spell that? Yeah, B H A V I S H Y A. Or look us up at TechView M E. That's cool. easier. Uh, I'm, I'm at Mike Priest. And I'm uh, at Age of Rally. Yeah, and if you guys want to leave us a little review on iTunes, we would really appreciate that. Five stars oh, only. Yeah. <laughs> like four. If you're going to leave four, <laughs> just give us an extra star. It's fine. It's yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. No, exactly. <laughs> cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.